Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for January 30th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney and let's jump right into what's new with industrial automation. And we will start with um, a new e-actuator from SMC. So it's promoted to be easy to set up, just like your equipment has two position stop or three position stop. And um, just looking through this brochure, I would say definitely if you're looking for an electronic actuator, definitely check this product out. You know, SMC is known for top quality products, right? And uh, this one, it looks like it's super easy to use. So I wanted to pass that along. There's another new product here from SMC and it's an updated new vacuum flow device. Okay, you adjust depending on how, what kind of flow you have coming in and how much suction or flow you need going out. You can adjust it here. This is a set screw right there. And uh, you can see reduction in weight, um, uh, increase in volume, and um, yeah, very interesting stuff. Now, if you're new to this kind of technology, we did have Les Rapcheck from NextFlow on to discuss all of that in our podcast episode 60 uh, entitled Ear Amplification Technologies. And Les is really an expert in the field. So if you want to learn more about uh, compressed air and how it's used in amplification uh, applications where you either need to blow, like let's say water off a bottle or you need to suck chips out of a uh, some type of machine, um, this is a great episode to uh, check out. With that said, I want to go over to new articles. And for those of you who are electronically or electrical inclined, um, this is a great article by DigiKey about galvanic isolation. Um, if you look down here, they really just go through a lot of the technical details. So if this is something you're interested in, you can see the different IC60747-17 um, standard. You can see some of these different uh, ratings here versus optocouplers. And um, I just thought it was a very informative article and I highly recommend it to those of uh, you who are very technical and want to get into some of the details here. And with that, our next article is... Um, I thought it was interesting. At first, I didn't think I was going to like this article, but powering remote devices to run a 40-year marathon. This is over at the ISA's website. And, um, you know, as I was going through this, I'm like, this is actually a really good article. It talks about the challenges of trying to find a battery that will power a, like a sensor. Maybe it's a level sensor, some type of sensor you're going to install in a process and it needs to run for decades, right? And so I found that very interesting. You can see this is an excellent shot right here. And uh, so those of you interested in that may want to check this out. Also, we have uh, what is agile product development? That's a new article from PTC. And, uh, you know, they kind of go through from scratch, kind of explain what this is. And um, they start with talking about the agile manifesto. So agile um, programming or agile uh, creation of software. And um, they do a really good job of reviewing that and then trying to make the transition into agile uh, manufacturing or product development. And, um, you know, to me, it, it harkened back a lot to continuous improvement, but it also has a huge piece of collaboration in there. So if you think this is something you'd find interesting, you can find that article right there. And then next we have a new article from the folks over at ProSoft. Now this talks about the benefits of cellular connectivity. And I think... Most of us can kind of guess what those uh, benefits are going to be. Um, you know, in ages past, we would have used like lease line modems to connect a bunch of various devices all over a city, right? Or we would have run a lot of cabling, a lot of 485 cabling throughout maybe a water or wastewater plant. 
But today, when we have very far remote devices, and of course, these lines, the prices went through the roof before most vendors discontinued them. Um, the best way to do it, and, and again, there was a gap time there where people would use uh, special radios, like a spread spectrum radios, where they have their own set of radios, so a, a receiver and sender. But today, with the benefits of cellular, more and more places have good cellular coverage, and there are usually very good discounts for if you're a government agency, they usually also give you very good discounts. So with that said, I, you know, I wanted to say this article isn't very long, but we did cover this topic in some great depth and what products they have at ProSoft in our podcast 103. So if you're interested in learning more, they have products for both, uh, you know, networked and cellular. So with that, I want to go on to our next news story. And this is an article from Antera. And they talk about their switches. Now, there's a lot of unique things they do with their switches. So um, they do do like uh, 10 gigabit switches. They do do power over Ethernet. They do do some special switches for utility applications that have to meet, um, I think it's IEC, where is it here? 61850-3. They also do class one div two switches. So if you're interested, if you're having a, an application you're having a hard time fitting a switch into, then uh, check out this article from Antero. Of course, we had our recent podcast with them, which I have not linked here. It was just one of our very recent podcasts, so you can check that out as well. Um, now on for our product spotlight. Today we're spotlighting my PLC Basics course. This is my introduction to PLCs. And uh, you know we go over what ladder logic is and how it works and what bit, byte, and word is. This is great for that electrician or a technician or even engineer who's never touched a PLC and wants to get started. And uh, that's why we don't cover, you know, what a bit and word is in my other courses, because we cover it all here. Now, with that said, um, this course, even though we focus on the MicroLogics, because the free software and free emulator work with the um, with together, and you can actually program a physical MicroLogics uh, 1100 or 1000. Granted, both those devices are obsolete now and no longer sold new, but um, you can still get MicroLogics 1400s for a little while. But that requires a $200 software package. But I think the key here is, and if you look at a recent tech tip we did, I showed you how not only to download and get the free software, and another tech tip I showed you actually how to set it up and create a simple program to use the emulator. And that's why we covered this in this course, because a lot of people, they want to learn at home, the company that has no training dollars, and so they want to buy a course. These courses start at $25 and go up to $99. And, um, you know, they just want to get in and start using it, make see if this is something they want to they want to get their hands on and, and actually learn about. So it's a great introductory course. I know a lot of people have gone on from this course to our other courses and then got jobs as automation engineers and have tripled their salary over time. So it's a great introductory course, especially if you never used Alan Bradley. It's a good course there. And of course, you can skip any of the lessons that you don't want to watch. You can watch them in any order. You can watch them as many times as you want. The course never expires. Of course, I support it as well. And uh, if you're trying to learn SIG 500 or PLC5, this is also a good course because RS Logics Micro looks identical to RS Logics 5 and 500. Now the PLC 5IO, we'll talk about this in our Q&A, the PLC 5O is addressed a little bit differently, but uh, everything else is the same. The TONs, the XICs, OTEs, all of that is the, the same in all three lines. So that's our product spotlight for today. And next up, we have an event from Obviously MDT, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but if you know uh, MDT, they're the folks behind Mass Autosave, which is a very popular backup in, uh, you know, uh, source control application that's been the market leader for many years. 
And um, this is live webinar, which is happening on Wednesday, February 1st at 4 p.m. CET. Okay, so you have to convert that to your local time, right? This webinar is um, all about um, migration. So maybe you have uh, mass autosave or just autosave. Maybe you have version dog. If you want to upgrade to what they call, I believe it's Octoplant, which is, uh, I'll try not to, to smile or grin, but um, Octoplant is the latest and greatest. And um, this will, this will, uh, this will uh, tell you everything you need to know about making that upgrade. So if you're looking for a long term, if you want something that's going to go maybe 10 years into the future, you may want to sit in on this if you already have one of those older versions. With that, I want to go over to the pub crawl. So today we have uh, two new documents, both from Rockwell. One is on, it's a product profile on eMonitor version 4.1. I thought this was pretty good. It really goes over everything that uh, this new, new uh, version supports, including uh, the 1444 monitors. They also talk about all the supported devices here. So if you have some of the uh, legacy devices like the old uh, XM1440 or the old NPAC 2500, and I don't know how old these are, or even a logic controller, um, you know, this, this will work with it. They also talk about here, let me go back to the first page. They also talk about, you know, some of the benefits of OPC, both being a server and a client. So that's very cool. I wish all products did that. So if you're using eMonitor or looking at uh, the Dynamics or other products from Rockwell, this might be something you want to grab a copy of and take a look at. Also, they have a new Thin Manager 13.1 manual. Now, they have catalog number here. Typically, we used to always call it a bulletin number, right? With Rockwell Automation, like Siemens, they call it an article number, right? So, um, so this is catalog number 9541. So the 9000s are typically software, most of them, not all of them, like 9324, right? So um, in any case, so the Thin Manager uh, client and manager software, um, I actually got trained on this back in, I think it was 2014 or 2015. I got to go down to Georgia and get all trained up on this. It's great software. It's not owned, the company's now owned by Rockwell. And if you're using it and you want the latest manual, here it is. With that, I want to go to our question of the week. And I actually had a, a student who pre-ordered my PLC5 course, which is coming this summer. And he said, hey, I'm playing with it now. Can, you, can I ask you some questions? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? So uh, that helps me, you know, think about what I'm going to do in the course and what I'm going to cover. Of course, I've been teaching people <laughs> the PLC5 since the early 90s. But um, in any case, it's good to have a refresher and go through it and see what literature is still available. A lot of the original literature, I mean, I have all my manuals boxed up because we ran out of room in here. But a lot of the PDFs are, are gone. They're missing from the online site. So in any case... Um, his question, I'm gonna, he had, he had a lot of questions, right? So I'm gonna take the first, the first question he had, and it really was, why does the PLC5 use octal addressing for IO, right? And so the short answer is for backwards compatibility, all right? The 1771 IO system, that's the chassis the PLC5 uh, controller plugs into, that had been, that predates the uh, actual PLC5 processor. As a matter of fact, there are single slot PLC2 processors. They, a lot of times we'll call them the PLC2 mini. Um, the 216 and 217 were two very popular minis. I think the 202 is also a mini, um, as opposed to the 220 and 230, which were those big boxes. We have a couple of those around. Don't know if they work, but um, in any case, saving those for the museum at our new physical location, which will be hopefully looking for uh, uh, new physical locations here coming up in 
uh, April when we go visit our uh, daughter and grandkids and our son who are living down in uh, in North Carolina. We definitely are going to be going over to uh, Tennessee for a little vacation. So we'll be looking for some physical locations down there. Where we're going to do training and in uh, in podcasts and actually have a physical museum. But sorry, that's a sidebar. Back to the question. Um, so so you know the PLC five came out 1985 1986 ish, and um, the 1771 had already been out for a while, right? And was very popular with PLC twos. Lots of entries were used in uh, 1771 IO. And when that IO first came out, you only had 8.0 IO modules. And you know, I have a picture of Studio B up here, I believe. But let me let me start with this. Um, here we have. Uh, you see, these are the chassis for the 1771 IO. These are Series B, or the part number actually has a B in it, right? Not to get confused with Series A and B of these part numbers. But these chassis are not the original. The original was an A1, A2, A3, and A4, and those were designed for the original 8-point modules. And so because of that, I also want to show you uh, the labels that you used to put on these chassis. And this is why I wanted to show you the picture, because the, the new chassis have just one long metal bar, but the original chassis had plastic tabs, and each plastic tab would cover two slots, right? And this label would go on that plastic tab, so you can put the rack group and slot on there. Okay, and you can see here, octal addressing. Instead of like a Siemens where you'd have zero to seven, A zero to seven, B zero to seven, C zero to seven, you know, depending on how many inputs and or outputs the module had, here we see zero to seven and then 10 to 17. And so it's a little confusing, especially if you're coming from Siemens, right? So, uh, you know, everything, if we look, this is just a, a picture of what the um, IO cards will look like. You see the addresses, zero through seven, 10 through 17. So because it's octal, there's no eights and nines. You'll never see an eight or a nine in any address. And the same with the networking addresses on uh, Data Highway Plus, it's also octal. So zero through 77 are valid addresses on Data Highway Plus, but you'll never see an eight and a nine. There's no 18 or eight or nine anywhere on the addressing. Okay, and so that's for backwards compatibility. And if we go down a little bit further, we can see where it talks about defining, um, actually defining some terminology. And this is important. If you're gonna be using old legacy PLC-5s, you have to understand, I know all the old timers out there are kind of rolling their eyes, like we know this down pat, you know? But if you're a new person having to service old equipment, then this is something, and this is unlike the Slick 500, this is unlike the Micrologics, right? And this is not in PLC Basics, the course I talked about earlier. You gotta understand that a a logical rack, and it's no longer physical. Now the logical rack, right, is now eight groups. You just gotta know that, right? You can see it up here, rack consists of eight groups. And we uh, we don't call these physical racks like we did with the A1, A2, A3, and A4. Once we get into the A1B, A2B, A3B, A4B, we now call those chassis, so it's not conf confused with the logical racks. And so there's some great um, documentation in here, of course, everything was two-slot addressing originally. There wasn't even a name for it. It was just the way it is. And you can see here, it talks about what a slot is. And this is the kind of information I'll be going over in my course in gory detail. I used to, back in the day when I was trying to teach somebody rack group slot, IO addressing for the PLC-5s, I would typically say, you're going to give me three hours and I'll have you be an expert and you'll never forget it. But in any case, um, this, these, both these manuals that I'm linking to, are at automate.news. So along with all the links to all of the um, articles and new products and everything we talk about are also links to these manuals and all the podcasts we talk about, etc. So you find everything right there. 
Um, I probably need to put together a short article to explain this uh, as time permits. Uh, we're looking at some new sponsors. I'll be talking to one later this afternoon. I uh, will be sending a quote to another major vendor. So hopefully as we get more sponsors, we can we can expand what we do, make the websites look better, add some of the features I talked about, create new articles and more articles and whatnot. Um, so with that said, that is why the PLC5 uses octal addressing. It's for backward compatibility with the original 1771 chassis and I.O. modules. And because the new stuff was also compatible with PLC2s and whatnot, they just kept the terminology the same. They kept the octal addressing all the way until you got to the Slick 500 where they kind of threw it all out. So with that, this is the picture I was telling you about. So this is one of those original chassis here that's over in uh, Studio B right there, which is still kind of messy. But um, you can see here, it's not that big long bar anymore. It has these tabs. There's one missing here that should go over the controller. But um, you can see these tabs here. So if this was in two slot addressing, this tab would cover uh, slot uh, or group zero, group one, group two, group three. So this would be considered a half rack. Now it's a half logical rack because uh, this is an, uh, what is this, an A2B? So in any case, um, but because I have 16 point modules in here, um, I, I could use, because I'm doing in, out, in, out, and out, I could use two slot addressing. That would be the most efficient, but it's not the easiest to, 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 uh, to work with. So I would do one slot addressing. So I just wanted to pass that on. Okay, so next in our community section is the birthdays of today. January 30th is your birthday. I want to wish you a very, very happy birthday. I hope you're having a great day today. Maybe get the day off. Maybe celebrate it over the weekend. But I just want to wish you a very happy birthday. Now, if you connect with me and have your birthday in your profile, you will show up on this list. And I usually take the weekends off. So uh, this will include everybody who had a birthday on Saturday and Sunday as well. So let's go ahead and wish all my connections a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Muhammad, John, Arsalan, uh, Angelus, Mike, Josephine, Sai, uh, Dan, Ali, Muhammad, Richard, Jordan, uh, Jada, uh, Kaibar, Pravnav, Yash, Annette, uh, Omid, Richard, Gus, Tom, Jeremy, Andre, Moshin, Wesley, Ashish, or Ashish, and Nick. I want to wish you all a very, very happy birthday. Thanks for being a connection, and uh, I hope you have a great day. If I did pronounce your name wrong, my apologies. This is the first time I'm seeing the list, so um, please accept my apologies. But have a very, very happy birthday. So next up in our community section is a look at automation.locals.com. I uh, just had an update from, uh, you can see here, Phil has a new member post. He also posted a question, so I'll be getting to that. But I post everything I do up here, plus I like to answer every question that comes in. I uh, do have an update from the gentleman who had a uh, Panel View Plus issue. Um, they were going to, uh, they really appreciated all the feedback I gave them, and they were going to try to see if they could get the script that I offer free on my website, the article I linked to in, in a previous uh, episode of the morning show. Um, you know, he's going to see if he can get the script to copy everything off the CF card. Apparently, the, the people who actually designed the custom code were old employees who have long left the company, and they've lost track of them. So um, he's going to try to use this script. I also told him, hey, you know, I'm not telling you to do this, but, you know, look through, take a flashlight, look in, and see if there is an internal compact flash in there on the board. 
they may have over time you know they'll change and upgrade and to save money just like all vendors right you're always trying to improve and so they may have taken the internal compact flashes out and put a soldered chip on the board instead but hey if it's an older model maybe this is a compact flash internal used internally for internal memory that you can take out like the picture i shared with the seven inch through the uh, 15 inch uh, panel views so with that um i wanted to highlight uh, automation.locus.com now, as far as replies to the questions that come in, it's typically in the afternoon because the morning I spent preparing automation this morning, the blog post, companion to this morning show, and editing and publishing the morning show. Look forward to getting some more sponsors so we can maybe offload that to a new employee and have them do all the editing and whatnot. All right, so with that, speaking about news, you can send in news tips. So if you think I missed something, and I, a lot of things I don't cover because they're not technical, right? So if it's not very technical, I typically won't bring it up. So there's a lot of stories. There was a podcast from Rockwell about what they what was at an automation fair and I listened to that this morning and um, it was very salesy not very technical like there was no new technical details in it um, so I didn't share that with you this morning although if you're interested in that stuff you can go check it out yourself but uh, if you have a news tip and especially if it's something technical to do with industrial automation you can use this form here and send it to me and you can choose whether or not to be credited for the story or we can just say you're anonymous an anonymous reader or viewer sent in a tip so with that, I also want to talk about advertising. Now we are working with advertisers. We'll probably limit for the next 90 days, we'll probably limit the show to three advertisers. We'll do it in like the, the old PBS format back when they were um, you know, independent and, and very focused on just information. We'll probably do it in that format where this episode is sponsored by and, and, and keep it very short, very brief, um, throw their logos up and just thank them for sponsoring the show. And um, so that's my thought. We'll see how it goes, but um, love your feedback on that too. But we would love to get uh, start uh, expand the show, highlighting uh, uh, more products, more vendors, add some more features to the website as we talked previously about. So um, I actually worked on this Sunday night, worked on upgrading the media guide to include the automation show in there with some of the new pricing we'll be quoting uh, vendors out very shortly. So with that, I want to go over to the website here automate.news. If you missed the show last week, you can see it kind of looks a little bit different. Um, sponsors of the show will get uh, these ad spots depending uh, what tier they are. So I expect there'll be three tiers, one, two, and three, and we'll have three ad spots there for them. But listen, every link to every article I discuss on the show is here and for going all the way back to the first show. We're actually, I don't know what we're on, 20, 2021. But, um, you know, this is, we're almost done a full month of doing a show every single weekday so um i'm very proud of that in every link that we ever talked about is up here um we have the link to all the articles over at the automation blog i'll pull that up we have a link just to the blog we have a link to our training site the automation school you can submit news i already showed you where that goes i showed you where the shop uh i didn't show you the shop let me pull that up um the follow that's uh automation.locals.com and then the sponsor i already showed you that so let's go over here and this is what you get if you go to the show that's uh automate.show takes you here right so i have it redirecting you here and this is all the articles videos and audio still haven't gotten the audio up on the podcasting services but we're hopeful that'll happen uh if it doesn't happen this week maybe this weekend so we get some other stuff we got to get done but um sponsors if you have a favorite vendor that you talk to very often say hey you should sponsor the automation morning show because they want to make it better they want to do a whole bunch of cool things and and of course this is all free to you the viewer so we just want to give you more and more information to make you be able to do more and more things faster and more efficiently. So with that said, the other thing was the uh, was the store. 
Um, that's where you can get all these cool cups. I have a lot of ideas for new things, but um, so if you're a PLC uh, a fan, you can get the PLC Master Race. You know, maybe it's better than other control systems out there. So uh, computer-based control or DCSs. I do want to add one that says DCS Master Race. So if you're a DCS fan, you can say, um, you know, you, that's your favorite product. But um, we got all the T-shirts. We got the Star Wars style T-shirts. Made a lot of logic be with you. You know, these are designed by me. Fun, fun, funny shirts that you can wear and, and uh, uh, you know, you know, kind of get people to ask questions. I have the, uh, the are you in run mode or program mode? I have the uh, PLC guy. It's like the GI Joe logo, but it's a PLC guy. I also have it here with a big gear and uh, just a lot of fun shirts you can check out up there and uh, share with your friends. And uh, even if you're just sharing them on social media, if you're not buying them, but you think they're cool designs, let your friends know on social media. That'd be cool. Because once they see the automation blog, they can come here and they get, I think we have over 1,400 articles, how-to articles, over 300 how-to videos. So we got a lot of stuff up here that um, um, that they can get all free. And I'm working on another thing we're working on up here is guides, right? So we have all this great, great information. I think we had, um, was it just on the Panel View Plus, we had 168 uh, how-to articles and videos. And so what I'm trying to do is, again, something we're doing, uh, um, you know, after hours, is put together guides that take those articles and put them in order for you. So you can come here, you can come to the automationblog.com forward slash PanelView Plus and see everything we have on the PanelView Plus, everything we've ever written and see it in order from like starting to end, right? Kind of like my manual, my ebook, Control Logic's ebook, uh, Logic's Book of Knowledge. So that I took all my Control Logic's articles and I made it into an ebook and I ordered them in, you know, from getting started to, you know, what is a PAC? All the way through some of the more advanced stuff, and then I cover all the different versions at the end. That is on sale for ten dollars if you uh, want to grab a copy. But uh, in any case, so that's something in the future we're looking for too. Then it would be great to have some uh, some uh, vendor sponsors. Um, you know, it's easier for these vendors to give you hardware. We just can't accept anymore because um, you know we actually have a lot of samples we haven't uh, covered because we just you know you gotta you gotta keep the lights on. That comes number one. Playing with cool tech is always second to keeping the lights on and. And keeping the show must go on too. We got to keep bringing you valuable information, or what are we here for? So, in any case, um, but sponsors, we get some great sponsors lined up, product sponsors coming, and we uh, get some new products being shipped out to us, brand, brand hot off the uh, assembly line. So, we look forward to coming to that in future videos as well. But with that, I've kind of gone long this morning. I just want to wish you all a very safe, healthy, and happy day. And until next time, my friends, peace.